So at the end of last week's episode, my juice was that I got something very exciting in the mail and we get to tell you about it today because it is paper shoot camera. I recently got me and my friend a paper shoot because we've both been really into disposable cameras, but we both like the environment and this camera is a perfect mix of both. It's made of recyclable materials, it's digital, so you can plug it into your computer to charge and to get your pictures on your computer, and it has the aesthetic of a disposable camera. I really like film photos and film photography, but I simply do not have the patience to learn the skills necessary for film photography, so I think these are really cool, and hey, Paper Shoot also pays their employees living wages, which is a nice thing to hear. It's rare and very good and nice. Yes. So if you'd like to get a Paper Shoot, you can head to our link at tinyurl.com slash sfbopaper. That also supports us when you use that link, so please do that. I bought a camera with that link, just saying. It's what all the cool kids are doing. You have to now. Yeah. So that is tinyurl.com slash sfbopaper. Do it. Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demisexual girl, that's me, Kayla. Caroline, a demisexual as well, um, from Dear Luke Love Me, marketing producer. And, um, you know, I'm constantly questioning myself anyway, so it might change later on. And I'm Mally McCown. Uh, I'm a demisexual ace flux uh, filmmaker, writer, actor, producer of Dear Luke Love Me. All the things. Uh, Where we talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Dear Luke, Love Me. Sounds fake, but okay. Welcome back to the pod. Uh, Dear Luke, Love Me. Ah, yes, that's good. That was a good one, I think. Yeah, that was pretty good. One of my best. Okay, good. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, if you will. Moving on. <laughs> um, Sorry. I'm like so nervous uh, to speak. <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason to be. This is a highly chaotic podcast. Pretend no one's listening. Usually. <laughs> I'm just like, anxiety. <laughs> usually I just pretend no one's listening and then I'm just talking to Sarah and then I say things that Sarah's like, you know other people are going to listen to this, right? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said those things. Well, that that's that's the beauty of editing. True. Like, you can just take all that weird stuff out true. and just like hide. It's like a highlight reel. Make okay. yourself sound cool. And that's the beauty of Kayla not being the one who edits. So yeah. I just have to take all the weird things she says out. It's very nice for me. <laughs> that's why I'm terrified of like Facebook Live, Instagram Live. I'm terrified of it because I edit. So I, I film myself so much for these updates and you know in my life and and i edit so much shit out of my my bullshit that i say doing something live now is like very stressful it's too much it's very scary we've basically already started so kayla what are we talking about this week <laughs> yeah this week we're co- talking about the film dear luke love me that is currently in kickstarter mode trying to get funding and we have two of the amazing members of the team so we're going to talk all about this amazing asexual film and how everyone can help get it made. Uh, and yeah, it's very exciting. Yay. I'm snapping in front of my mic. <laughs> <Finger snap. laughs> um, yeah, so you both kind of 
short, like, did a very short introduction at the beginning. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to I don't, say about yourselves or about the film or the team or anything? Oh, my gosh. Everything. I could go on for days about all of those subjects. Um, I, I guess to expand, um, well, uh, I, I guess I come from a small town in Wisconsin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, but, you know, since I, I went to Chapman University, I got a film degree, I was an actor, I've, you know, I've always wanted to be a, a, an actress since I was 12. And um, I, I think, you know, as we grow up and learn how to do life, I mean, we're all still learning how to do that and messing up constantly. Um, I think one of the most important lessons in my life and my path has been finding autonomy as an artist. Um, and I found that while I was going to grad school in Scotland at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, um, studying classical Shakespeare performance and text. Um, and, um, and, and that was after that whole, whole stint overseas was after many years in LA as a sketch comedian with Parallel Entertainment and Axial Entertainment with a group called the Crooked Rooks. It was me and three, three of my boys. Um, and uh, needless to say, we don't talk anymore. <laughs> Uh -oh. I have a bit of a PTSD from comedy, hence the shape here. Oh, um, um, but uh, but no, I'm I'm that that was many years ago, and you know, we're, I think that my path has led me down a very um, meaningful meaningful path, and uh, you know, I'm 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 here, and I I feel like it was all very serendipitous. I mean, your whole career has led to being on Sounds Fake But Okay podcast. I mean, this is, you've made it. 100%. You've made it. All of this moment. There's nothing else you could ask for. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so I, I probably sound a little bit different because uh, I'm actually from Australia. Um, you know what accents are, Caroline. <laughs> understand that no well, that not everybody is American. They might not recognize what accent it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm actually from Australia and I found out about this film like two, three months ago um, through Facebook. I set up a Facebook uh, group for asexuals in film and by miracle, Mally found that with six members um, and just introduced the film and that they were looking for more core team members and people to push it. Um, and lo and behold, we just skyrocketed with like 5,000 people on Instagram and just like a buttload of like asexuals pushing the film because there's like no representation. And I've been in marketing and social media and stuff for ages but I never really had an avenue to promote what I like loved and what I like value and want to like represent and promote and this has kind of given me the most amazing opportunity to kind of build something beautiful and um I finally have something that not only represents me but will give so many opportunities for people to find something that represents them. I mean, with Mally, like this script, she didn't realize she was asexual before she wrote the script and sent it to someone who was asexual. And it's just like this, I just know this film was going to like create so much representation and closure for people. Yeah, it's such a funny story, this whole journey of the script. Um, 
because and it actually took me a while to understand that I was just as much of a writer as an actor. Um, you know, my father's a, a writer, so I think I always strayed away from that. But uh, but but it, it's I, I mean, even with sketch comedy, it's always gone hand in hand. Um, so I wrote this. It was a play. It was a two person like abstract play when I was in Scotland. Um, and it was based on this relationship that I had um, in my past. It was this long term relationship, but it was I, I never could put my finger on it. It was very confusing. Nobody could relate. I couldn't relate. I didn't know what it was because it was this soulmate like bond where we were for all intents and purposes our significant others um, for nearly a damn decade. But there was no need or push or want for us to romantically be together or sexually be together. But those two things aside, it was, we were complete uh, partners and, um, and, and nobody could relate. And I, I just, I felt very isolated in that relationship um, because I didn't understand it myself because I hadn't the terminology. I didn't know anything about the ACE community. I had heard of demisexuality. And in fact, one of the last conversations I had with this person um, a couple years ago was me sitting at a bar with him saying, I think I might be demisexual because I, I just heard of it. That was many years ago, but I put it to bed and I went on my merry way because it wasn't that really important to me. Um, and then I wrote the script based on this real experience and it was very raw and real. I've never written anything as truthful to, to, to a real experience in my life before, you know, I write horror films and comedy. Like it, it, it's just, I never have written something this vulnerable before. I think that's why it's so, it, it resonates with so many people, but I gave it to my DP who's ace. And she came back to me and she's like, Mally, this is the most, <laughs> this is the most insanely accurate portrayal of a queer platonic bond I have ever seen anywhere in my life. And that kind of was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, I, I had never really heard of a queer platonic bond before. I didn't know what that was. So I, I just like looked into it because obviously it has merit. And the more I looked into it, the it was like almost a detective uncovering a mystery and like getting more clues and solving this 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 murder case. Uh, but it was like <laughs> my identity. Um, <laughs> I even, you know, I I, ho I hosted Zoom meetings with other aces around the world to kind of do just this short little Q and A. Everybody had the same experience as me, and it was just it became more clear and more clear as as my I went down this path that oh, I, I'm, maybe I am ace, you know? Um, and so it was all, it's all been a journey of self-discovery, this entire project and, and movie. I mean, th this, this movie really has been significant in my uh, view of myself and who I am in the world. That's such a cool, like, I feel like we ask people all the time when they come on the show, like, when did you realize you were ace? Like, how did you figure out you were ace? And that is just like, such a like it's fun a, such a cool way of realizing it and just like so cinematic in and of itself that like you had this realization and it was like another ace person that was like hey bud like welcome into the community because like you're definitely ace also high key not only was your dp ace but your dp is a woman in this economy yeah yeah. <laughs> Her name is Rinny Wilson. She is a local Virginian filmmaker. She is amazing. She is supportive. We actually connected wow. uh, when we were on the set of Showtime's The Good Lord Bird. She was a camera loader. And we, I remember, we went out for milkshakes, you know? 
<laughs> we, we shared this common um, frustration of, my God, when when is it going to be our turn? You know, she's a camera loader. She wants to be a DP. I'm a freaking mm. day player who wants to be an actress. You know, like it, it, it's it was all it was this this common connection of we know that we want more in our lives and our careers and we've been in this business for so long we understand that nobody is going to be saying yes to us anytime soon because hollywood has a very specific um uh agenda and it's very elitist club and um and i fully believe going back to that having autonomy as an artist making your own way um if you're if you're good at something and passionate about something as cliche and cheesy as it sounds i do believe that dreams really can come true i mean i'm i was you know i'm a, i was raised on disney like wishing upon a star all that bullshit fairy godmother coming down that's what i saw for my life and and it just wasn't happening and wasn't happening and wasn't happening and um so Not it had mentioned like this film has so many other representations. Like we've got cast and crew, non-binary, trans, ace. It's it's just like we have so much of the queer community. Like our director, Guillermo Diaz, he is a gay man. He's very out and proud. And it's just like, it's just such a beautiful rainbow. And like, this is like, I, I realize this is my life purpose. Like. I want to make films that matter and I want to make films that aren't just black and white and and just like dreary and like represents the majority like I want to mm -hmm. yeah like it, it it makes me so happy that this film is my first really yeah and that is really exciting too because I don't know if either of you know this I so I live in LA. I'm trying to go into TV writing. I'm currently just a, a meager little assistant, but like I I know I know the world. And like for those of our listeners who like don't know this, like there has been a lot of increased representation um in terms of on-camera talent, but that has not always transferred to the behind the scenes. Um, and so, like, that's why I even was like, oh, my God, a female DP, which is the director of photography, it's the cinematographer. Um, like, that's that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it's 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 really exciting to hear that, like, the people you have behind the scenes are also just like, you know, I was going to say normal people as if straight white men aren't normal people. But, like, maybe they're well, not. Well, they're not. <laughs> but, like, I have... <laughs> Been in conversations with men and in in the film industry talking about female DPs, and they're like, "Oh, you know, do you do you think they really can carry the camera? Is it too heavy for them?" I'm like, "What? Like, use it?" As someone who in college was basically always the sound person, because I was just like, "I want to write. Like, I'll do whatever you want me to on set. Like, I just want to write." And so I was always like, "They were always holding like, the you do the sound." Like the the amount of muscle mass I gained from holding the boom, please. Yeah, that's no joke, man. That is no joke. <laughs> like honestly, though, like before this, I was writing my own series and kind of trying to do stuff because I always kind of gravitated around film, and I've been in so many instances with straight white men, and um, in the film industry, and even like 
hearing them say, you know, oh, if you want funding for your film, like cast an Indigenous person, I'm just like, is the only reason you're (laughs) casting these people is to profit off of them? Like, is that the only reason you want to represent? I, I've I've definitely seen the side of well because it's it's all it's all making it's all making money. It, it, representation aside, from eighty years ago to today, it's all about making money. And um, you know, if it was in the sixties, we need a hot chick to make money. Let's do it now. We need you know um, we need uh, BIPOC, we need POC to make money. You know, we need indigenous to make money. And so it's just one of those tokens in the machine that gets like, okay, what's the what's the new money maker? What's the new money? And I think it's it's a it's two sides of the same coin. At one point, this is, I mean, on one hand, it's its great because we are getting more representation for uh, more diversity, more inclusion. It's just unfortunate that sometimes the motive, it is money driven versus something that it should be driven by, which is genuine um, care for representation. Yeah, like authentic, authentic, authenticity for people wanting to represent like a minority or someone who is asexual or something that doesn't have as much representation in TV and film. Yeah. It's a constant, like, kind of, are they or aren't they of, like, is this really genuine or are you just trying to make a buck off me? Yeah. I'm an assistant in, like, um, representation. So, like, I see a lot of, like, the submissions for, like, we do lit representation. So it's, like, writers and directors primarily. And it's, like, there are so many times when I have seen, like, people just being, like, oh, this asterisk denotes that they're BIPOC. Or, like, this person is diverse. And it's, like, what does that mean? How can a single person be diverse? And it's, like, it's very clearly, very clearly just, like, this is the quota we need to reach. Uh, sorry, we're getting a little bit off topic now, but I'm just, I have i have thoughts. I'm fired up. <laughs> no, but like, in all fairness, it all kind of coincides and connects because we're talking about representation and it's, if we're looking at asexual representation, we also have to look at Indigenous representation, trans representation, because there's so many factors that are lacking in the film industry and like, that's why we're making this film. Like, we want to genuinely show people that you're not alone you're not broken um sex isn't everything like you can live your life without it and yeah and that's one thing i really love about this project is money has never been like the driving factor ever you know we're um we don't have any for one (laughs) Um, (laughs) and you know two it just it all came from a place of we just want to make this movie because we we need it in the world and even with people like lathe ashley who um is is our charlie we cast him as as uh, a supporting romantic lead um he's trans and he he got the the role because you know Guillermo, I think Guillermo and Lake kind of knew each other from something. Um, they were in the same circles, I guess. And we reached out. He reached out to him because he, you know, Guillermo definitely genuinely believes in representation. You know, he's a Cuban American himself, a gay Cuban American himself, and um, definitely understands how important it is to give voices to the underrepresented. Um, and so, you know, in our other casting. You know, we we really do want to make sure that we are giving opportunities to, um, to, you know, 
diversity and, and inclusion and you know I, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm very happy to have Laith because so often transgender actors have to play roles that are transgender roles, you know, like it's about being trans. Yeah, it's about being trans. They never you know, a trans man never just plays a man. It's gotta be a trans man, you know, or a trans woman plays a trans woman, never a woman. And so I'm I'm really excited to have Laith in this role because that role is just just you know i don't want to give anything away in the, in the movie but um it, it's just another love interest and there's no mention of trans at all because does there need to be sometimes there does well that's something yeah. i really liked about kind of like the the mission statement and like the explanation of dear luke love me is like it's not a film about asexuality it's a film where the two love interests happen to be asexual which i think is so important because in the very few representations of asexual people we have in the media, that's their story is like, here's a story about like an asexual person realizing they're ace or struggling because they're ace. And I think it's so important that like with this trans character and with these ace characters, like the whole story isn't necessarily like, do to do, here's what being ace is. Like it's a real story that just happens to like relate to our real life experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I read the script after kind of helping Mally a little bit um, a couple months ago. And I was just like, wow. Like often I see these kind of short films or whatever, like TV shows and stuff. And the representation is very like just there. It doesn't explain it or show um, kind of the journey of discovery um, because a lot of people don't even realize they're asexual. They think that they just don't like sex or they just they don't they don't have a term for it and so i think seeing a film that shows from a to b and not just b kind of gives them a chance to sit, to see things they relate to and i think it's like super cool and it's 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 a to b without it being the entire character like it's not just like you know hi, this is Asexuality 101. Yeah. Like, you're showing that journey while still having it be, you know, just, that's just who this person is and that's just part of their story. Well, I think the important thing about this film is it never started with an agenda. It started as just a love story. It really, really did. There, was even, there wasn't any mention of asexuality in it. It was just an honest portrayal of this, of this relationship. And um, and that's why I think it's so relatable, not not just to the ace community, but, you know, Guillermo read it and he the first the first version of it. And there was nothing about about aceness or asexuality. It was it was just this beautiful love story between these two soulmates. And uh, and then, you know, and then I gave it to my DP, Rennie, who then I, I was like, I think it's really important to label it. So I changed I didn't change a lot of the script. I just there was one scene that was added where Luke actually mentions the term asexuality, where he's he's just casually, they're hanging out and they're like, and he's like, I think I'm asexual. And she's like, yeah, that makes sense. Moving on, you know? Um, and so it's just, yeah, I, I think it, it's really important in, in the sense that it's not, it's not niche. It's not, it's just a very, very relatable film about two people who like Sarah said, just happen to be asexual and there's no mention of penny being demisexual even though she clearly is and people who don't know the ins and outs of the asexual spectrum 
might not pick up on this stuff. There might be a straight guy in the audience who watches it and says, oh my God, I've been in this kind of relationship before, or I've felt about this girl before, or this is so me, or this is so her. And they have no clue that it's an ace film. But the ace people are gonna see it, the demi people are gonna see it, the aromantic people are gonna see it and be like, ah, <laughs> I see what you did there, <laughs> you know? And it also normalizes it to a certain extent. Like, you know, you can have the straight men in the audience being like, oh, okay. And then maybe they'll start thinking like, oh, so maybe I do relate to these people more than I thought. Maybe they're not just like alien robots. Yeah. And like it goes into the debate, like, can a girl and a guy just be friends? Like, uh, yes, they can. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of like what we, I was talking earlier today with one of my friends, it's kind of like, we keep saying this is the, the Harry Met Sally of this generation. It's kind of like the anti-Harry Met Sally. It's like Harry Met Sally in reverse. It's not like they are best friends for a decade and then ultimately get married. It's they dated and then became friends and the rest of their lives are, are friends because it's it's kind of, yeah, the anti-Harry Met Sally. And, and I think it's, you know, when that movie was made back in what, 1990, 95, 90, I think it was 89, something like that. I think it was in the 80s. They, they, there was no such quote unquote thing as, you know, asexuality, you know, nobody knew the nuances of this sexual spectrum. We're very much more evolved as a culture and a society here in, in the Western world, um, where, where we're still continually exploring who we are and who our sexual, what our sexual identity is. And that just is simply not taken into account in the 1989 film, Harry Met Sally. And I think this film really um, takes that thematic statement and fits it in in a much more modern context. Yeah, and there's definitely an anti Harry Met Sally because there's no there's no like Meg Ryan restaurant <laughs> orgasm <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love you saying that it's, like, relatable even to non-ASPEC people. Because I feel like that's one of the reasons people are kind of, like, I guess scared of, like, ASPEC stories. Is they think, like, oh, it's so niche. Like, no one outside of the community is going to be interested in this. Like, we think that about this podcast all the time. We're like, yeah, we're probably never going to be, like, the number one podcast. Because who's going to listen to this outside of ASPEC people? But, like, that just proves that, like there is so much to relate to a spec or not. And hopefully this film, when non a spec people see it, they realize like, obviously these are people just like me. And there's a lot to be learned from like the language that a spec people use and like the attention to friendship that a spec people have. I just, I really hope that like people really see that and take that to heart. Yeah. We've, we've definitely gotten that over the last week or so with donations coming in because there's people not on the spectrum coming in and going, wow, like I relate to this so much and they're putting through donations and donations. We had like a $10,000 donation. Um, oh my first, God. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, cause one of our perks is that you get to be a VIP co-producer and you can kind of like shadow a producer on set and like experience what it's like to be in a production and stuff. And all kinds of different perks and stuff and yeah we got a ten thousand dollar ten thousand dollar donation and like my god like what (laughs) it's crazy that's crazy yeah people are 
really coming out of the woodworks for to support this film. It's really overwhelming. And can you like just give like a bit of like an elevator pitch for just like what this story is? Because like since it's not just like an asexual one hundred and one story, like tell the people what I guess it is so that they can be like, hell yeah, I want to see this movie. Yeah. So this film uh, uh, is centered around the characters Penny and Luke, who meet each other as as essentially teenagers in college. Um, they become instant best friends. Uh, they do romantically get together. Um, uh, they break up for certain reasons, but after their breakup, they remain uh, inseparable soulmates as they always had been. Um, and as they grow older in their 20s and their 30s, they're reaching a point in time where Luke, who has a lot of fear about fitting in and, um, uh, you know, he's feeling a lot of societal pressures to find something normal. And they don't really... You know they're just best friends you know and they so they start you know try try to date they date other people and um until you know luke finds uh somebody to to date that slowly shifts the friendship because in today's world it is very difficult to have a best friendship with a female when the the man is dating a, another woman and um it's just a damn shame and it really is that that kind of relationship isn't really allowed um and ultimately you know they face huge challenges to keep their relationship together um as the soulmates that they are because uh the you know society societal norms are are pressing down on them to find something more quote-unquote normal yeah even as you say that like i've had several aloe friends in my life recently like have a lot of trouble labeling their friendships and understanding like the nuances of a friendship that doesn't necessarily fit into a societal script and it's been like a very painful thing and like a painful thing to watch and like even just this like your elevator pitch it just reminds me so much of that and you know like we're saying like these are aloe people they're like not even a spec and they're struggling with these same things yeah it's almost as if everyone could benefit from the ASPEC <laughs> lens on life. <laughs> it's almost like if people just listened to us, uh, everything would be better. Yeah, like just just do whatever, do what I say, do whatever I say, and pray through, and the world will be fine. We're going to take over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, um, apparently there's a plot to take over Denmark in the ASPEC yeah. community. Did you hear about that? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, the Aspects are going to take Denmark. I have not heard this. (laughs) There are more of us than there are people in Denmark. I see. But funnily enough, in in my state in Australia, in WA, there's a place called Denmark. So I I kind of want to like drive down there, take a photo with a a flag and be like, just took over Denmark. (laughs) That would be so funny. You should absolutely do it. That would be so good. I recently learned that there are like the same amount of redheads in the world as there are A-specs. And I was like, well, then why do we get to see red? I live with her. My boyfriend's a redhead. So I see a redhead every day. But I'm like, so why do redheads get to have visibility? And I'm just sitting yeah. over here like, and huh. no one wants to My see me. My mom's a redhead. My mom's a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> How come she gets this and I don't? <sighs> Tragic. Well, I was, anyway. was going to say that um, earlier uh, about, you know, the nuance of the a spectrum it it, no i've never seen another community break down attraction like the ace community does i it's 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 awesome and insane and wild and i love it yeah it's so 
helpful. But like, I I just love how educational the community has been, and mm-hmm. there's so many accounts on Instagram and stuff that just like they're dedicating their time to tell people what asexuality is, and that's that's like a full time job. Yeah, I know Ash. Um, you know, I put the ace in disgrace. I think. Um, that's her. Yeah, Ace Grace. Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I have seen her work and the amount of time she puts into, or they. I'm not too sure on her on their pronouns. Um, so much time into working on like graphics and educational information and info packs about Ace community. I'm like, that's a full time job. Like, you're doing a lot of work, and it's just like finger snaps like geez Uh, well on on the same vein we can say the same thing about caroline with this film she's been really uh our our angel she's been our fairy godmother that has come down and like made this all possible you know we went from i think 200 followers to 5,000 followers the like the day she got on board you know (laughs) oh my god and i think that's like that's really like the power of the ace community too is like how fast you guys have been getting donations and everything like the ace community is so hungry for representation especially made by other ace backs and other queer folks that like when you guys first reached out and i was first seeing this i was like i have no doubt that this is gonna get like fully funded like i was like i know how strong the ace community gets like i know how excited they get about things like this that i was like they're gonna be like just fine like people are gonna eat this up and be so excited about this story well we're very very uh i i, I mean we wouldn't i don't know if it's like surprised that it's been so successful it's definitely been stressful and you, you never you never know the future you know that something can be a sure thing and then fall flat on its face um so we've been really wonderfully overwhelmed by the support um we've been seeing we hope it continues we hope we hope we go over our over our goal because we definitely have these stretch movies are expensive oh my gosh we can't i mean we we set the goal at 125 because we wanted to be safe we we'd rather have a hundred thousand dollars than nothing um you know but like with the fees and everything you know we're gonna end up with about like 106,000. that's still not enough to make the film (laughs) you know no, oh, you yeah. know, so so we're we're. I mean, in an ideal world, if, if all of our dreams come true, you know, the entire community would rally. We'd get you know well over and above our goal, so we can really just take that that chunk and, and just make the movie, uh, produce it, do post production, you know, uh, and get it to festivals and out there. Like, uh, my God, if we if we got closer to two hundred thousand, that would be a that we could do, that we could do for. Yeah. For context for our listeners, like, if you think about, like, what you consider to be, like, a really low-budget indie film, that's usually in, like, the one to five million range. Yeah. Just just for, you know, so you can kind of situate yourself here. Yeah, um, as much as we're talking about, like, how well their Kickstarter's doing, and it is, that doesn't mean you don't have to go donate, because we're saying it's doing well, because... They need a million dollars. Yeah. Any professional is, is, who's, who's like, oh, you're going to make a film for 170K. <laughs> you know, not, it doesn't happen. Like you really, I mean, there, there was a wonderful movie called um, cra- uh, Crazy Something, cra- Crazy Something, Crazy Something. 
some, I don't know, I, I forget the title, but there, there, it was a very small indie film. It was about two people, um, like just young love and it, their budget was 250 grand and they did it with like a crew of like eight people. And it's like unheard of, you know, um, mm -hmm. making a movie, oh my God. I mean, the, the amount, we, we are so ready to make this film. Guillermo is foregoing a salary. I'm foregoing a salary. We're, we are all working for free on this, you know, and we can't not pay our crew. We're, we're not being paid because this is our passion project that we know has got to get made. So, I mean, normally a director, um, you know, would that, that's a, that's a lot of money to film a feature film. And, you know, so that's so much money that we're saving. So we are producing this for, for a, a, a low amount, but um, man, we, gosh, we just, we need as much as we can get to make it the best possible product. I'm like, I'm so excited for it to go to festivals. I'm just going to like show up to the premiere. Me and Sarah are going to show up with like huge signs and be like, yes. <laughs> It happens. Yes, you are hundred percent going to be the biggest fans. I feel like everybody who's in on this stage, helping us grow our film and our audience, a hundred percent free tickets to the premiere, and you get to come party with <laughs> us. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Now, like talking about things that like frustrate us with like the campaign and stuff, like oh, like it's crazy. There's just so many things that have gone wrong, like technical difficulties and like things not posting as, as scheduled. I'm like, it's a nightmare. The first day of the campaign might have taken two years off my life. It was, <laughs> it was serious. Like we launched, you know, and by the way, we had so many technical difficulties. We were supposed to launch at nine. We ended up launching at noon or something because like things weren't uploading and, you know, Murphy's Law. Um, but then like, way into, long into the day we had like seven thousand dollars and then we started getting texts from our coach saying who's not pulling their weight what balls are being dropped you know you guys you guys are not at the numbers where you need to be um you need to be well over 10. we have this opportunity for kickstarter but it's not going to happen unless you get ten thousand. what's happening you have to consider pulling the plug imagine after two years of prep and all nearly a year prepping this campaign day one we call it like that's how stressful it was oh my god I, I nearly fucking died man i would walk off a cliff i would, I would say simply goodbye pass away. i know i was like <laughs> i was saying this away. i was like i would i would i would fucking jump off a damn bridge so like so so thank god that angel came down and and gave us you know donated that ten thousand dollars and then from there it was just boom 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 and then we ended up with twenty six thousand on our first day um which was so well over our goal of twenty thousand so it all was gravy after the first day we <laughs> the woods but it was definitely scary it was definitely like um yeah it was very scary Especially, like, as you were saying, this is your, like, passion project. Like, you are doing this, like, as if it is, like, your full-time job, no pay. Like, I can't even, like, me and Sarah do this for, like, no pay, but I at least have, like, my full-time job to, like, fall back on. But, like, so this is, like, one bazillion times higher the stakes. Like, that's just so Oh, crazy. this is my, this is my entire life. I mean, this is, like, <laughs> quite quite literally 12 hours a day i'm i'm eating like rice and corn <laughs> you know like <laughs> saving everything worrying about getting a, a full-time job not having one it's just oh my god it's uh. like 
I was worried about Melly because it was her birthday a little while ago and I was like she's spending it alone nothing and I'm like no so I like ordered an Uber Eats voucher for her so she Aww. could pick a birthday cake out I'm like no you are not celebrating this alone <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh. yeah I saw a single person on my birthday because I was in this kitchen on this computer doing the campaign literally from dusk to dawn so or opposite oh god so now everyone has to donate to make it worth it yeah Mally missed yeah. her birthday oh please buy please. her a birthday present by donating yeah, my, my right. wallet looks like that um gif of like uh pop uh fiction um where he's just like looking around where everything is like it's <laughs> i am broke <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, yeah, we have a like a. It's a joke. Sarah in- insists that it is a cardinal truth, but we have a oh, joke no, it's about true. how. Okay, how about how Acebacks can't owe money, but we can't. That rule doesn't apply here because you do, you do owe them money, and you have to give it to them, or I'll come find you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can only owe money to us. Yes, you can only owe money to dear Luke. Love. <laughs> yeah, only to other Acebacks. True. My, so we're just circulating money throughout the ASPEC community. community. It's never we're going outside. Like, we're, we're, we're our own economy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we'll move to Denmark <laughs> and have our own economy in our country of Denmark. That is unfortunate, though, because that means that I, I in theory, could owe Kayla money. And is... you do. Mm-hmm. I know I don't. <laughs> I mean, but you could. Most recently, you owed me money, and you paid it to me on Venmo. So when did I owe you money? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember oh, that. Goodness. Oh, you remember anyway. now? Okay, good. I remember that. <laughs> anyway, well, I think we have enough ace people in the world. If the, if everybody just knows about this campaign, I mean, think of it. Like, even if just our followers on Instagram alone, the five thousand. Give like twenty five bucks. If, if everybody does that, we're at our goal right there. Boom. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. If we're like what ten percent of the population, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like seventy million, right? Some. Yeah, I think what I said was million. we're one percent of the population, but that. Was oh wait, no, you're right. Is, it is one. One <laughs> percent yeah, is seventy million people. I mean, you know, future goals, ten <laughs> percent. Yeah. If we just we have to keep if they see this movie and they have the same realization Mally did of like, oh shit, I'm Ace. This movie is will be everyone's Ace Awakening. Caroline, I can't believe that you're now doing marketing for the entire ASPEC community. (laughs) (laughs) Caroline, you've been promoted. I'm taking on this job, so may as well take that on. I'll be like the mayor of the asexual community. I love it. In Denmark. Uh, Denmark. We need us in Denmark and then invite all the ace people of the world so the screening could be there. But then it's like it's the Trojan (sighs) horse of the takeover. Oh my it's god! Like it's the yes. guys, we just like go in. It's like, yeah, we're doing this screening in Denmark, and then, uh, uh-uh. this is. Me I and mean, Sarah I'm own... down, Nelly. Like, <laughs> I've got my passport ready anyway, so I do. Sarah and I own a square foot of land in Ireland because it was like a Patreon perk of like if we get so many donations for a Patreon, we'll like buy a square foot of land. But now we need to like sell that and buy a square foot in Denmark and then keep slowly buying more square feet. No, but like when you buy, when you buy a plot of land, when you buy a plot of land in like Scotland or Ireland, don't you become a lady so you can be a m'lady? 
Wow. Is that something that we haven't considered? (sighs) Oh my god. I did not know that. This is... Like, that's on your official title for, like, documentation. (laughs) Should I, like, change my bio on our website to, like, Lady Kayla? (laughs) I'm changing everything. Like, take a photo of the certificate and you're like, I am officially a milady. It is true, though. You're a lord or you buy a a square foot of land in Scotland or Ireland and you're a lord or lady. I am a milady. Oh, my God. This is the best information I've received uh, in probably a year. Like, because we bought our square land of Ireland so that we could make it the ace pet capital of the world. So I think we should also have a screening on our square foot of Ireland. One square foot. The tiniest little screen. Just, like, stick a little, um, like, uh, tripod mm-hmm. with a little thing so you can have your film screening on there. Precisely. Yes. Great. Yeah, everybody meet us in Ireland. October 4th, 2022. <laughs> All right, write it down. It's happening, everyone. Perfect. And now you have to support this movie because we have to have the screening on a square foot of land. That's true. I love that. I yes. love that. I think that's a plan. We should do that. I mean, as we discussed in our episode about like the ideal A-spec birthday, I mean, the goal is to put all of the A-specs on that square foot of land and just like stack each other up. So like, it'll be, mm-hmm. everything is perfect. <laughs> everything will be fine. It'll work for sure. Do you, do you remember like Haber Hotel from like, Years ago, where they used to stack things. No. no, is this an Australian? No. Maybe thing. that was Australian. <laughs> 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 like, don't worry, ignore cut that out. No, we're, I'm gonna leave it in, and all the Australians of the world are gonna validate you. They'll know. <laughs> They'll know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh shit! That just reminds me of the TikTok audio. That's like our now oh player. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how it actually sounds. Uh, yeah, you have. Like, a, it's not a, a joke. That's how it really sounds. So funny. You know, you, you didn't. You didn't get the the cream of the crop of, out of the accents of the world. It's I will better say. than ours, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, me and, and Kayla just sound like it. we're talking like this all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, the first time I met an Australian, he was. Um, we were. We 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 went on. We, we met at a, a hostel in Hollywood, and then he was like, oh. "Come to Vegas with me." And I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "I'll rent a Mustang." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> what? We're like, we like, and then I like quit my job. Your life like, is wild. <laughs> what? Yeah, and so I'm so, like going to Vegas with this Australian that I just met in this mus- Mustang, and he's like, and he mentions how the American accent is so cool to him because to him we all sound like movie stars because that's oh. what movies are. You know, American yeah. movies are the movies. The movies. Okay. What a wild life you have. I mean, Car- Caroline, the the cool thing about you being an Aussie, though, is that you have an accent that, like, no one can replicate. Like, no True. one who's not from Australia can do your accent, and so you can lord that over people. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone wants to replicate my accent. <laughs> like... They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you can do you. Like, you do you. Oh, incredible. Oh. Anyway, we've gone so far off the rails, but this, I, what, what a delight this has been. <laughs> Is there, are, are there any last things you want to say about, about the movie before we, before we go into our poll and things? I don't know. I think, I think everything's 
kind of, a, you know, we're just really excited and we need support. And it's, you know, yeah, we said everything, right? We said everything. Yeah. Well, let's do a quick plug of the links in case anyone is lame and stops listening now. And then we'll plug them again. And True. then they'll be in the link in the description. And then they'll be on our social media. And we're going to put it in front of everyone so much that they right. are sick of it. You will have to get it tattooed on your forehead. Mm-hmm. We've made it super simple. It's just dearlukeloveme.com and it directs to the uh, Kickstarter. Hell yeah. Yep. Dearlukeloveme.com. And there's a lot of like, I'm on it right now. There's a lot of really like nice pictures and obviously description of the movie and everything's just like, it's probably the most beautiful Kickstarter I've ever seen. I do think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it took me a long time to design that bitch. It looks great. It <laughs> yeah. looks good. BRB giving you all my money. <laughs> <laughs> there was many um, hair pull out moments where we're like, this needs to be changed. No, we're going to change this and do this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I could not have I could not have done any of this without Caroline. She's kind of been my right hand man from, you know, the second she got on board. And um, my God, I couldn't even imagine doing this myself. Like, I know I have my other EPs and they're amazing, but they're like, you know, they're also um, two of them are also actors. So you know how actors are, <laughs> you, know? Um, uh, you know, so it's it's just really, really, really amazing to have you, Caroline, just be here and have my back all the time with the social media, with the posting, with the graphic design, with the marketing, with the reaching out to, you know, companies, with the everything, everything. You've just been, oh, you're just. Yeah. Like, we've actually had so much success, like reaching out to various like companies and stuff. I know like in the script. Um, I realized there was like a lot of the scenes with like beer and stuff. And I'm like, why don't you reach out to a local brewery and see if they'd like to have product placement. And that was your idea. That's right. That was your freaking idea, man. Yeah. We oh, have like Sequoia, Sequoia Brewery. I forgot about that, man. Oh, you are fucking lit. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So. The Sequoia Brewing Company. I'm just going to talk about them for just a little bit. So, so yeah, it was all Caroline. She's like, you should reach out to these companies. We found, she found this Sequoia Brewing Company because our film, there's a big metaphor about sequoias and the trees and we shoot half the movie in the Sequoia National Forest. And it's, it's a big, big metaphor, thematic statement about the sequoias. So we reached out to Sequoia Brewing Company um, in Fresno and Visalia. They are a local brewery. They're only about 20 years old um, by local. They're amazing. We just met the owner, Jeremy, and the the project director, um, Morgan, the other day. And they're just like us. They just like coming up from the bottom from nothing, trying to make this global company. And they are so in so deserving of all the business they are good people they have amazing beers by the way we just had a tasting uh and we're gonna like post that it's gonna be really fun but yeah they're yeah that was also all caroline that whole idea and now we have this beautiful wonderful partnership with sequoia brewing company and we'll be we'll have their backs forever you know you know like our company like middle end productions i don't care like like dear luke aside next movie come work with us you know (laughs) Uh, the official beer that's so exciting of the movies yeah <laughs> the official beer of the asexual community <laughs> honestly yeah. yeah right i've been very distracted oh. the past five minutes because i've been trying to get into my kickstarter account and i can't get in 
Sarah's oh, trying no. to give you her money right okay. now. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't. I can't focus on the podcast. I must give you my money right this second. <laughs> like right now. That's the ADHD just going crazy. The next week, we're gonna have like a special perk. That's if anybody's a Nick Jonas fan or a Jumanji fan, we have this special perk. It's so random. We have a special perk that we are we're giving away a the the actual costume of Nick Jonas from Where did you Jumanji. get that? <laughs> so so one of our producers is like this he loves movies so much, he just goes online and like takes part in these auctions for like movie props. He has like he has like um a, a Titanic life vest and he has like something from like Death Becomes Her. He has like a whole bunch of stuff. Oh my God. And so he's donating that to the campaign as a perk. So if anybody wants, you know, that replica costume or the costume that was actually used in the movie, hey, it's gonna be available. <laughs> well wow. now you yeah. have to donate. You need <laughs> Nick Jonas's clothes. Please. Exactly. That is so so fun. Oh my God. Uh, amazing. Wow. I hope we, so cool. we tweet it and he, uh, and he like responds. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Please just give us a little boost, Nicholas, please. Um, <laughs> you just buy the outfit back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh On that note, what's our poll for this week? I think it has to be Have you donated to Dear Luke Love Me yet? Yes or no. And if your answer is no, uh, wrong. If your answer is no and you are in a financial position where you are able to give your disposable income to Dear Luke Love Me, then you suck. If you're not in a position (laughs) to give your money to Dear Luke Love Me, I don't know, maybe give him a little share on social media. True. There's free ways to support. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Okay. Kayla, what is your beef and your juice this week? Uh, okay. We, we're recording this so soon to when we just recorded our last one. So I, my beef again was going to be American Airlines, but I'm pretty sure that was my beef last time. It was. So we're not going to do that. Fuck American <laughs> Airlines. Uh, unless they're supporting Dear Luke Love Me, and then I love them again. Um, my beef beef it uh, me to go? I just had one yeah i like just okay. had one though. i don't remember my my beef is that mr bogey my roommate's cat likes to chew on cords that are plugged into the wall and in particular he likes to chew on our internet cord and i took a look at it the other day and this boy has chewed all the way through to the wire and um, i'm like sir sir you're gonna get electrocuted spectrum is never gonna take this cord back <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> sir. Please, sir. Sir, please. And then my juice is guys, I got a car wash. I don't think y'all understand uh how big of a life step it is that I got a car wash. I have lived in Los Angeles for over a year and a half now, and this is the first time I have gotten a car wash, which for those who live in LA, you you got to have your nice clean little car. But but hey, I finally have my clean car. It's a big deal. Kayla, don't look at me like that. I'm still just trying to think of my beef. I'm not okay. really looking at you like okay. that. I think having a clean car is, um, can, can change your life. Really. Yeah, it's, it's truly like my car was just looking so rough compared to all the other cars on the road. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to wash that thing. Wow. <laughs> You're so brave. Thank you. My beef, I still don't remember what it was supposed to be. 
But maybe it will just be that I um, don't like that humans are self-cleaning. Because I just, like, really don't like taking showers. But I do have to. You don't like that um, humans aren't self-cleaning? I just wish that humans were self-cleaning. You definitely like cats. <laughs> like cats self-cleaning, right? Yes. You definitely wish... said that you are glad that humans are self-cleaning. <laughs> is what you is what came out of your mouth. Well, that doesn't matter. I mean, I wish that, like, we weren't required to. Yes. Like, or it, that. Like, we don't need to. Like, I wish it would just be, like, next day, magically, like, yeah. clean. And like, and then it could be like, oh, like, taking a bath or a shower is like a luxury spa thing. You don't really yes, need it. But, like, of... it, it, it can help if you want the extra fun. <laughs> yeah. Rather than it being the worst thing that I ever have to do. Um, My juice is no that was my juice last week oh my god Phyllis juices your luke love me mally and caroline what <laughs> is your beef and juice this week all right i got i got some yeah okay i have beef and juice so i would say my beef i think my beef constantly is like the dc universe but who's <laughs> uh, i think my but my real beef like my particular beef this week is when you're at restaurant like when you're at like a restaurant that might be touristy you'll have a photographer come up to be like and um and then they take they take your photo and they're usually like i don't know like italian or french or like international and uh and then you're like okay cool yeah they sell it at the end which is fine you don't have to buy the picture but they take the picture and then they take another one and another one they reposition you and they're like okay now you sit here and now you sit here and like now they're taking up like five minutes of your meal time that's what I have beef with. I can't believe that Mario from Super Mario Brothers is taking your photo at restaurants. No, I know. I was like, you have better shit to do, man. Like, come on. You need to sort your priorities out. <laughs> I need to take a break. And I think my juice, I, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Afghan hounds. Mm. I think the Afghan hounds of this world, I mean, sometimes, like, they're rare. They're a rare spot. They're like seeing Haley's Comet. But when you do, damn, they're good-looking dogs, man. They're good-looking dogs. Yeah, I would say that. That's hot. Yeah. Oh, spicy dog. also, I will say also Babe. I watched Babe this week, and I would recommend anyone to go back and watch that sucker of a film because it's a adorable i've never seen babe i saw it when i was like three <laughs> I'm, I'm like the worst like i have a film degree but i've never seen any movie ever um it, i'm like <laughs> truly the worst about that so that's okay that's okay i mean there's always you know catch-up time and do you really need to see movies you need to see mm -hmm. dear luke love me dear luke love that's me true. that's true <laughs> yes. The only movie you need to see. <laughs> yes, the only movie ever in existence. Uh, I think my beef is time zones. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. Facts. I, I wish everybody like was on the same time zone because I'm waking up at like 2, 3 in the morning so I can like jump on and jump on Zooms and like make sure everyone's like sharing and boosting and stuff. And I'm just like... I want to sleep. Did you say you were in Western <laughs> Australia? What city are you in? I'm in Perth. Okay. That's the only city I know in Western Australia. So <laughs> big brain. I'm the only city in Western Australia, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually lucky I'm in Perth because like, it's like a little bit closer than it would yeah, be I was gonna for say, like, like Melbourne it, or Sydney. Is, is that better or is that worse? 
good. <laughs> okay. Exciting. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think my juice is like, it sounds corny, but like meeting Nelly. Like, I feel like yeah. from the moment I like was introduced to the film and introduced Mally, I was like, holy shit. Or like, I don't know if you guys spell like, holy poop. No, you can say <laughs> whatever. Do lots of swearing. You're I'm honestly surprised. I don't think anyone said fuck yet, so I'm going to say it now. <laughs> I'm shocked because I swear like a sailor. <laughs> so I, do we. I, I was, I had to be around a toddler whose parents care about that shit. So like this morning, so I I was having to watch my 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 mouth and it was very bizarre we mark all of our episodes as explicit just to be safe because it's like just maybe, because of the swearing maybe we said something it's i don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah it's never even sexual content it's literally just me never not swearing yeah <laughs> yeah no relatable but yeah i think this whole entire experience of this film and meeting everyone has been totally kismet and i i truly believe in like universal powers and comic retribution and stuff and like i must have done a lot of good shit like in my past life because like i feel like i've just finally stepped into what i'm supposed to do for the entire rest of my life and like i'm only 26 years old like god damn exciting (laughs) like a lot of people a lot of people only realize what they're passionate about or what they want to do like really late in their life and I feel like super blessed that I've found my calling not only in film but just like asexual activism um I'm doing a lot in Australia to um improve sex education curriculum um and like like literally there is no asexual education in our curriculum in Australia and so a lot of kids growing up and in high school and stuff, they don't know that it's completely normal. So I never even heard about sexuality until this year. You know, like, we should have known about this. I mean, there are people in their 50s and 60s, dare I say 70s, who are like, I just found out that I was asexual because the education is just getting to them. Yeah, I think, like, I was actually thinking about it this morning because I was watching a film about, like, um, like how gay men um, and gay women shared a house. Um, mm-hmm. They were married, but they had two levels where they would be underneath and on top and they'd kind of switch because it was illegal. Um, but I was thinking, like, how many like asexual aromantic people would have been like beards for gay men or gay women because they couldn't find that partner or acceptance and it's like there's a lot of people who went through that not knowing that was what it was yeah Mm -hmm. indeed i don't even know where we were but yes to all of that um (laughs) If you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. Hey, it's Sarah from the future here to read your patrons with special guest Kayla. It's me from the future also. Wow. We have a new $2 patron. It is Samantha Yost. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you. Our $5 patrons who we're promoting this week are James, Corinne, Alice is in Space, Sky Simpson, and Brooke Siegel. We also have a new $5 patron, Catherine Bailey. Thank you, Catherine. We love Welcome. you. 
Our $10 patrons who we are promoting this week are Jay, who would like to promote their podcast, Outcast, Arkness, who would like to promote The Trevor Project, and Benjamin Ibarra, who would like to promote Tabletop Games, um, and also Tabletop Games, who would like to promote Benjamin Ibarra. Um, <laughs> our, <laughs> our other $10 patrons are Anonymous, Maya, Jeannie, Cass, Doug Rice, HVLD, Barefoot Backpacker, The Steve, R.E.K., Maddie, Derek and Carissa, Kadir, Potato, Changeling MX, David J., This W. Tech, Simone Assignment, Rosie Costello and Hector Murillo. Our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWaitDesigns.com, my mom Julie, who would like to promote free mom hugs, Sarah Jones, who is at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, Martin Giselle, who would like to promote his podcast, Everyone Special and No One Is, Layla, who would like to promote Love is Love, also applying the Arrow People, Shrubbery, who would like to promote the planet Earth, Strana J. Brown, who would like to promote tabletop games becoming a patron meg <laughs> Popo, who would like to promote their dogs mini leia and loki andrew hillam who would like to promote the invisible spectrum podcast and dragonfly who would like to promote vibing our 20 dollars patrons are sarah t who would like to promote long walks outside and hum hum of spades who would like to promote getting enough vitamin d of which i don't because yesterday i caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and i was like oh my god she's so pale anyway <laughs> <laughs> i did get a snapchat about that it's true and confirmed yeah uh back to the future okay bye if you want to support dear luke love me which i i mean that's not an option like supporting us is an option supporting dear luke love me is like not you don't have a choice um obligatory obligatory uh once again dear luke love me.com uh give them your money i will give them my money as soon as i can figure out how to get into my kickstarter account um <laughs> Do you have anything else that either of you want to promote that's not the movie? Like, just for funsies? It can be, like, your favorite color, or it can be your personal social media. I don't know. Um, well, I actually, starting very soon on my Depop, um, I will be selling a lot of vintage clothing with 50% of all profit going to asexual activism and representation mm-hmm. measures for um, film and TV. Um, and a lot of that will help me go over to America and produce this film and stuff. So, um, yeah, if you want to follow that, that's depop.com slash click for Caroline. Cool. And I don't have anything to promote, but I mean, if we're wrapping up, I just want to um, say thank you so much for uh, allowing us on your show and um, talking with us and being so great and awesome and having such a good time and we really really appreciate it so so much you have no idea how much the support means um, coming from you guys as individuals as a podcast um, it really really is uh, just thank you so much and you know I also just want to apologize for my ADHD I've gone off on like so many tangents <laughs> Okay, I also have ADHD, and so, like, that's just the bread and butter of this podcast. This There's is an ADHD <laughs> podcast. This is a safe space for people with ADHD. <laughs> yes. We are an yeah. Ace Arrow yeah. ADHD podcast. 100%, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. Like, this was, I just, like, a, such a good conversation, and I know, like, Sarah, as a film person, I'm sure was, like, even more than me, like, just, like taking like just so much of this is so important like and just so moving to hear your story and how it's translating into this film and that you guys are just like living out your dreams it's just like it's just really cool to see well shit oh man we should probably actually wrap up the actual podcast though uh what is what is the end of our podcast thank you so much for listening what if should we just do it in reverse thanks for listening tune in next sunday for more of us in your ears
And until then, take good care of your cows.